The bone itself is probably like a foot and a half long. Put it on his nuts. Oh, miss ya. <laughs> We're back. Just getting facials once in a while. Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. 31% eat the tip. I can't wait to eat you. Uh, certainly not. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Download it now. It's free. It's video. They have thousands of different cheeses. Where do you Store shop that has thousands to? of cheeses? <laughs> well, if you go to like, yeah, Munns, you go to like uh, Jerry's over here on 100, great spot. They have a lot of cheeses. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I only eat three things. You're pissing me off today. <laughs> Dirty pop. <laughs> you're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, you guys do a hell of a job. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. Even Chuck said. Chuck said it doesn't necessarily mean it's fact. Good old Chuck. Yeah, good old Chuck. Ah, yes. What a privilege it is to be recording on Hockey Day Minnesota. I don't think we've uh, ever recorded this podcast on Hockey Day Minnesota before. And Smitty, I don't know about you, but I just got to imagine, you know, as growing growing up as a young boy in rural Indiana, um, there's no way that Chris Hockey could have envisioned that the state of Minnesota would devote an entire day to him once a year. Yeah, it's got to be really special for him. And I know I've uh, I just actually turned on the Hockey Day Minnesota coverage. And right now it looks like they must be in a commercial because it looks like they're up at some hockey rink or something like that. But I can't wait till they start talking about the life and times of our beloved Chris Hockey. I know. And I, I can only imagine all the bangers they're going to play today. I mean, how many times do you think? Because I think it's something like, what, 18 hours of nonstop coverage. So in 18 hours, what do you what would you put the over under at at the number of times they're going to play silos? well silos and you could cover the entire rise catalog many times in that oh, time so great point. silos over under i got to go at least 12 yeah i would i, I would i would think i mean that's almost you almost have to play that once an hour so I, yeah i think i'd be on the over on that one so and don't forget the weekend's finally here oh absolutely and it is finally here that's uh they probably opened with that i'm guessing so it sucks that i (laughs) I can't get the coverage down here in missouri but i know lots of people will be uh recording it for me so i'll i'll get to see the celebration of our good friend christopher allen hockey uh sometime next week so and speaking of chris um he finally got to play his favorite game which is smash So, yes, he finally got to play the game with Tommy. And, um, you know, Smitty, I got to thinking that I think it would only be appropriate if we played a little Smash with you. (laughs) I Uh, laugh every time. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant. Uh, so, uh, I got, I got three things for you. So, uh, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a little clip here. This is Skid Row's Youth Gone Wild.
Okay, Smitty. Skid Row, what do you think? Smash trash. Skid Row maybe isn't in my wheelhouse, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it was on often enough when I was a kid that I got into it. So for specifically uh, Youth Gone Wild, i got to say smash. Good call. Good call. Yes, hockey was on a Skid Row kick uh, this week. So it was uh, <laughs> good to hear a little bit and glad to hear that, that you are on board with, as Corey's uh, typing teacher called them, the screaming long hairs that are Skid Row. All right. Well, uh, next up on Smash or Trash, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, you know, they've been bouncing around as the number one seed in the West. Um, they've had a little bit of a rough patch, uh, the last couple of weeks here, uh, maybe cooling off a little bit. I want you to look ahead, Smitty, at the Wolves playoff chances this postseason. Do you think the Wolves this postseason are going to be? Smash trash. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends what you mean. Are we talking about NBA Finals, NBA Championship, surviving the first round? But I've got to feel optimistic about this about this Wolves team. They've been so fun to watch. It's frustrating at times, but as far as the playoff, I think I think this might be the year. I'm going to smash. All right. All right. Well, we're two for two on smashes here. I'm, I'm optimistic. Oh, cautiously optimistic. Uh, I think it would be an absolute nightmare if the wolves went out in the first round. Um, after all the positivity and excitement they built up this year, I'm hoping, you know, at least win around. It'd be awesome if they could win two, maybe get to the conference finals. I think that would be a smashing success. So awesome. All right. Two Completely for two. Completely agree. First round loss is a total disaster. I, I don't see that happening, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. And last one I got for you here on Smash is the Super Bowl lineup this year. And I'm talking about the musical guests. So the whole uh, thing has been laid out at this point. So we're going to have uh, Tiesto, Andra Day, Post Malone, Reba McIntyre, and of course, Usher. There's so many ways to love ya Got me like, oh my God, I'm so in love I found you finally You make me want to say So, Smitty, taking the totality of the entire Super Bowl lineup, Usher, Reba McIntyre, Post Malone, Andrew Day, and Tiesto, do you think it's... Smash Well, this is an easy call. I'm super excited for this halftime show because this is a rare opportunity where I won't feel at all bad about getting up and going to the bathroom and grabbing a snack because I don't care. This lineup is trash. <laughs> right, we get a trash out of Smasher Trash this week, and... uh yeah, I kind of agree. I'm not not super excited about any of it. Uh, you know, man, maybe it'll appeal to a slightly younger uh, demographic than me, and that, and that's fine. But um, interesting to say that Reba might appeal to a slightly younger generation than me. Yeah, but... I was just gonna say, I'm not sure what's younger about the Reba McIntyre demographic. Yeah, not uh, not that one in particular. But uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> not super excited this year, and uh, I agree. I don't. I um, the halftime will not be must see TV this year. So. All right. Well, thanks for playing Smash or Trash. Let's get rolling with a bets update. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. 
All right, and we were talking Super Bowl, so what comes before the Super Bowl? It's the conference championship games, and we've got bets on both between Sauce and Lieber. So yeah, Meat Sauce, uh, he's, he's, uh, he normally goes with the favorites. It's interesting with Sauce. He normally likes the favorites, but, uh, he, uh, he actually took one underdog and one favorite. So, uh, Sauce has the San Francisco 49ers, uh, minus seven. And then he's got the Kansas City Chiefs, which I believe they got it at plus three. I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, versus Lieber on both of those. Uh, Smitty, what are you leaning, uh, in the conference championship games? I'm I'm on Lieber's side on both of these. I'm kind of betting with my with my heart instead of my head this weekend just because I'm sick of the Chiefs. I don't want I don't want Taylor Swift to be the story of the Super Bowl. And 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 the Lions, it's just a fun story. The Dan Campbell storyline is just it's just more interesting for me, representing the you know, the the Vikings uh division. I, I just think it'd be more fun if that was it. So I these these are terrible reasons to place bets, but that's that's who I'm cheering for at least this weekend. <laughs> well, that's uh, those, those are those are decent reasons. I will say financially, I am cheering for the Chiefs and the 49ers. That will work out the best for me. But honestly, I don't hate any of these four teams. That's the thing I like is there's nobody like I'm cheering against or that I hate out of these four teams. So I'm like no matter what you get for the combination in the Super Bowl, I will enjoy the Super Bowl and. You know, it'll come down to to see. I think there's great storylines all the way around. And whoever wins the Super Bowl, you know, I think it'll be a good story. And um, it's not going to be something I hate. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad we've got the final four that we do. And we don't have to worry about any of the teams that we despise. So next up, uh, the only other bet this week. Uh, this is an interesting one. This is uh, this is offseason college football Tommy, where Tommy has his uh, his big takes. This, of course, is where he infamously places bets on the Gophers to win the national championship, various <laughs> Gophers to be drafted very highly, Gophers to win Big Ten Player of the Year. And this time he decided to place a bet on next year's national champion, so he took Ohio State and Georgia and gave Meat Sauce the field for $250. So not a small bet either. Uh, you know, it's it's about a 65-35 advantage for Sauce. You know, Ohio State and Georgia right now are the chalk, but with the transfer portal and everything, you just never know how it's going to shake out by the time we get to the end. Um, I think college football is a lot more level, especially at the top right now, and yeah, you just uh, I, I think it's a risky bet on the part of Tomers, but this is the kind of stake that Tommy likes to uh, to take in the offseason. Uh, Smitty, your thoughts? <laughs> well, you pretty much nailed it there. I, I'm definitely on Sauce's side on this one. A lot can happen in a, in a year, especially in this, you know, NIL college environment. So I, I love I love Tommy for making bets like this, but I, I, I think it was a sucker bet. Yeah, I think so too. So, uh, good luck to, uh, good luck to Tommy. And, you know, actually, when you think about it though, Tommy, it's really not Georgia and Ohio State versus the field. It's really Georgia, Ohio State and Minnesota versus the field. So Tommy's really got three teams vying for the national championship this year. <laughs> I didn't even think of that angle. You're right. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of cornering the market there. So maybe advantage Tommy. All right. Well, that will do it for the bets update. Let's get to those quotes. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. <laughs> bang and lung darts whale. <laughs> 
All right. For our three quotes this week, we've actually got three different contributors, but our first one is our most common contributor to Quote of the Week. We've got Christopher Allen Hockey weighing in on some of the winners at the Emmys this year. Uh, The Emmys Emmys were last (laughs) night. The three shows that absolutely dominated were Succession, Beef, Beef, and The Bear. Beef and the Bear is uh, Meat Sauce and Zach's new morning show. (laughs) (laughs) Just brilliant. Why are our best jokes when we write jokes, they're terrible. When we improv them, we can be kind of funny. <laughs> oh, that that is a good title. I I, I think I, I I think there's lots of plot lines that uh, Zach and Sauce could come up with for Beef and the Bear. And and bonus points for this one. I feel like this one was a spontaneous off the cuff quote, which is always a, a good thing. Yeah, you can kind of hear the pause there. There, you know, he didn't immediately fire with the line as soon as Corey was done talking. There's a little bit of a pause. The wheels were spinning, and it's like, yeah, beef of the bear. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. Uh, our second quote is by Paul Meatsauce Lambert when they were discussing our our beloved Joe Mauer getting into the Hall of Fame, and Corey proposed if uh, Meatsauce would like to get into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame, and Meatsauce had an interesting take on that one. I yep. would guess that they have some kind of feed bag. No. What's the point of going into a Hall of Fame if you don't get a lunch out of it? He eats. Yeah, I love eating. You can <laughs> tell. <laughs> Le- leave it to Sauce to associate the Hall of Fame with a lunch. <laughs> What's the point if I don't get a lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I love how Corey always points out that Sauce associates everything with food, you know, every major historical event. So there would be no reason that, you know, a trip to the Hall of Fame wouldn't be associated with the lunch for Sauce. Yeah, now that you say that, it's been a while since we've had a what else it is, is it exactly like? I think uh, we haven't heard that in a while. It's It's been a while, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, coming in at number one, and speaking of coming, Rosie had the <laughs> quote of the week with this one. Where is everybody? Yeah. And yeah. Common said he texted you, Sauce, and you said you were coming, then you didn't come, and then you weren't going to come, and then you did come, and then you didn't come. Bunbar. Jesus oh. Christ. Okay. Yeah, that, that, guy, that, that was that, that was cow. a response. That was... Uh, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> at what... <laughs> <laughs> he just kept he was like the energizer bunny he just kept going and going and going at what point when he started when he started that do you think he realized i am so screwed i might as well just keep going yep i'm all in at this point and uh cory's reaction is just perfect invoking of his lord and savior jesus christ <laughs> that was so brilliant oh my god <laughs> That uh, we haven't heard that on the button bar uh, too much yet, but I have a I have a feeling that one's gonna maybe be a staple down the road. I'm gonna have to I might have to uh, retweet myself and bring that to, to Zach's uh, attention. Although he's got other things on his mind, I guess these days. <laughs> yes, definitely. Let's. Uh, it's a great transition, Smitty. You are a true professional. Let's get to your thoughts. It's time for the weekly segment of your thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right. Well, as you alluded to, uh, Zach's got a lot on his mind, and we're going to talk about the old church challenge punishment. Uh, yeah, we we finally got resolution. You know, it's been um, I liked the way this kind of played out this year, even though the actual loser was pretty much decided after about two weeks. Thank you, Zach. Um, and really, the whole challenge was kind of um, an afterthought all season long. 
the most interesting aspect was the building of the challenge for the postseason. And I, I kind of like that element because it kept it a little more interesting all, all year long. And of course, the reveal came um, yesterday during the initials 500 show. And uh, they decided to do the spinning of the wheel um, on the 500 show. But there was a little bit of a twist that happened. Um, and apparently this was Zach's idea because they didn't find a wheel that had exactly the number of slots that they needed. They, they had a couple extra slots. And so they tossed out the idea of maybe, well, maybe we'll have a Rube slot in there and a Rube can pick it. Or, you know, maybe everybody that's involved with the charge challenge can, uh, can have a slot and they can help decide. And the idea was, that the cities were going to dominate most of the wheel and that there was just a small chance that the, uh, the, one of the names would actually come up on the wheel. Uh, Smitty, what are your thoughts about, you know, this was, this was kind of changing the rules of how the punishment was going to be decided, but uh, what what are your thoughts on, uh, on this uh, sort of twist on the wheel? Well, this this was classic. And yes, you're changing the rules after the end of the bet, which is usually a big no-no. But the person who lost the bet was changing it in a way that made it worse for themselves. So I, I definitely allow it. There's no argument that it could be allowed. But this is a this is a great example of white bear math because <laughs> they, they Zach kept saying, you know, there's only a whatever it was, there's only a two percent chance of it landing on, you know, Chris or Corey. Or, or meat sauce. And the key word there in mathematics is or. Any one of them only had a small chance, but there were a whole bunch of those possibilities. And they were going to spin the wheel twice. I, I, I didn't uh, prepare my, by myself for this. I don't have the calculation, but I am not surprised at all that one of those hit because there were, there were multiple possibilities. So I don't know. It, the, the fact that it happened twice was statistically unlikely but not a shock at all yeah and i thought it was interesting too that somehow marnie ended up with a slice on the wheel even though she had <laughs> nothing to do with the charge challenge so that was like one extra slot that uh that zach uh did not have or that was working against Zach. maybe he thought she was going to be sympathetic to him and that's why he put her on the wheel but um yeah kind of kind of odd that marnie ended up with a slice on the wheel but uh yeah, it ultimately and landed on uh, the gentleman John Creasel, and um, he had the first pick. Now, you and I uh, both kind of did a little bit of an analysis, and I think we sort of, you know, a little bit of a difference of opinion on what if if it was Zach that got to choose the first wheel spin, what he should choose. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of lean towards Kansas City because Kansas City minimizes the longest trip that you would have to take. So if you start in Kansas City, the longest trip that you would have to take is the most minimal. I think you were you were kind of leaning towards uh, maybe Cincinnati or Chicago. Yeah, and that was under the assumption that it was just a random. And so if if the extra slots had not been inserted there, if it was just spin the wheel and it lands on a city, then I think Cincinnati or Chicago just because of the randomness. But I agree with you for the way they had it set up, because if you go Kansas City, then no matter who it lands on, at worst, I think it was like a 15 hour drive or something like that. And that, like you said, it minimized the disaster scenario for Zach. Yeah, so I mean, you know, regardless of which way you looked at it, it was sort of tomato tomato for uh, for the scenario for Zach between uh, between those couple of cities. What was not tomato tomato is the optimal city if you want to punish Zach to the maximum. 
And that, of course, is Los Angeles, because every drive from Los Angeles was a crazy long drive. And you had not only the maximum drive, but lots of other super long drives. So it made perfect sense that whoever, you know, whoever got spun would want to start Zach in Los Angeles and then see where the chips fell with the second spin. Creasel, for whatever reason, uh, decided to uh, to invoke the audience a little bit. And I assumed, you know, figured, okay, the audience is going to want to punish Zach, right? So logically, the audience is going to say, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Well, turns out that the audience decided to uh, to send Zach or that they wanted to send Zach to Philadelphia. Um you know, clearly Philadelphia is, it is at one of the extremes, but you know, you have lots of much shorter drives from Philadelphia and you're running a massive risk that Zach is going to end up with a very short drive by starting in Philadelphia. You know, I really don't understand the crowd's logic. I mean, I don't know if they thought like Zach is going to have to spend like a week in Philadelphia. That would be a punishment, but if he's going to Philadelphia, I mean, hello, he's flying there, renting a car and getting the hell out of town. It, it made no sense to me why the crowd wanted Philly, Smitty. Yeah, I I agree. And that's that's the risk you take when you have a random studio audience like they had where it's just, you know, people. I don't know if they had a call in contest or what, but, you know, obviously this this group of people didn't understand because, like you said, he's not looking to to figure out where the best place to send his kids to school is. He's, he's not trying to figure out the best property taxes. Like you say, you get in, you get out. Who cares about this anti-Philadelphia bias? So, yeah, I did not understand that at all. The, this crowd, I don't know. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you said, like, I, you didn't know if they had a calling contest or whatever. I don't think these people know how to operate a phone, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. I mean, seriously, like, how how dumb did this crowd have to be, you know, I, I mean, this seemed like the kind of crowd to me that would have to burn down the school to get out of the third grade. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I wonder if maybe when they walked in and they said, Hey, we got seventh Avenue pizza on the house. Did they go back to the elevator and try to get up to the roof of the building? <laughs> exactly. I mean, this, this was about the dumbest, dumbest live studio audience. I think I've ever seen, you know, top to bottom, um, you know, uh, to steal a line from Herb Brooks, uh, they were getting dumber and dumber by the minute. And yesterday it was June 30th in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and, and when they heard that, uh, Zach was going to be spanking the monkey during this journey, do you think any of them tried to call the Humane Society? <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> they, um, if they knew how to operate a phone, maybe, but yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> That's probably their first thought, you know, and and I, you know, I, I know a bunch of them heard that it was going to be chilly outside yesterday on their way to the studio. And so a bunch of them just took a bowl outside because they, they thought it was going to be chilly out there. <laughs> Get your chili hot. Oh, what an idiotic oh. and stupid crowd that was yesterday. I can't imagine the uh, the the Neanderthals that must have been in that crowd yesterday. And uh, hang on, hang on. What the hell? We... We're getting a call. We're getting a call on our on our line here. Hang on a second. This has never happened before. Uh, Let me go punch this up here. Hang on a sec. All right. Well, caller, you're on the bets and quotes podcast. Uh, Go ahead. Hey, this is the Hussy van. Oh my God, Hussy! How did you get the number to the podcast? Uh, I found it on a men's room wall. (laughs) <laughs> nice. yes our, our marketing campaign is working well uh you you've heard us talking uh, what your thoughts uh well i i think the clear choice for 
the first pick should have been LA because as my lovely wife with her uh, spreadsheet figured out that the average from LA would be 30 hours to the cities versus 18 hours from Philly. So I think the clear choice LA should have been number one. Why, why, why do you think the, the audience was so convinced it should have been Philly? Um, it was, it was a weird vibe. Um, a lot of people kind of were afraid to rock the boat. So it was a lot of the, like classic Minnesota half cheering. But uh, I, I will say that uh, two people sit, seated next to me, uh, Carl and Kelsas, were uh, a little bit more in favor of Zach getting, getting an easier ride. And I was 100% on him doing the full cross country. Okay, so I, I I had no idea that Carl was at this event. Um, so uh, what percentage of that thirty one thousand five hundred dollars do you think we should remove from Carl's bank account for being so dumb as to think Philadelphia was the right choice? I don't know. He uh, did mention that he just put down uh, a big amount of money on a honeymoon. So we'll we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I don't know, Smitty. What do you, what do you think? What do you think Kelsas? It sounds like Kelsas was all in favor of Philadelphia too. What do you think her punishment should be for that? I, I don't understand. It, and as, you know, as long as we're talking about honeymoons, maybe she has to cut her honeymoon short or maybe, maybe she has to just, you know, be forced to stay in the hotel room with Paul the entire time might be a good punishment. <laughs> that but, would be uh, a punishment. But but I'm wondering, Hussey, did you notice you were in the room w- with with all these people, these complete morons and idiots that were in this room? Did you notice? Was it was there a stench in the air from all the mouth breathing that was going on in that room? Not that I noticed, but there was definitely the uh, the odor of uh, that sweet Seventh Avenue pizza. So that that was the biggest thing that probably covered that up. Well, Seventh Avenue pizza is sweet, but I gotta imagine the vendor that was walking up and down the aisles at the uh, at the show there uh, probably ran out of circus peanuts. Is that true? <laughs> I did not have any circus peanuts, but I could see that happening. Well, clearly not you, because I mean you're you're you know you're you're pretty well versed, and obviously you were making the right choice. But you know, I'm just assuming uh, based on the rest of the audience that uh, that would have been the case. We would have run out of circus peanuts. Did you notice? Um, I don't know if you had a chance to use the bathroom there on the fifth floor at iHeart. Uh, did you notice any urine in the sinks while you were there? I did not, but I did uh, ask uh, Mr. Zach Halverson uh, where the recycling bin was. And he told me he didn't know. And I thought that was just, he had to have known. That's would, probably why probably why I'm blocked. <laughs> think, that's the thing. Why Why did you ask about the recycling bin when you had your one opportunity to get unblocked by Zach Halverson? I care about the environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll give you that. Uh, Smitty, do you have any, uh, any last parting questions for Hussy Van, who was so gracious to call in today? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Hussey. One one last question from me is, again, given the intelligence level, the clear intelligence level of the people in this room, did they have someone in the elevator to make sure that you pushed the right button? Or did they just assume that you could push the number five? Uh, they did have someone uh, who did push the button. Um, I think my dog could have done just as good of a job. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was good. 
Uh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I, I, I don't think most of the people that I, uh, that I saw today would have, would have, uh, been able to, been capable of pushing the number five. Uh, that's, uh, that's very true. Well, s- thank you so much, Hussy Van, for, uh, for joining the podcast today. Uh, keep listening. And, um, yes, we saw your tweet too that, uh, you were actually on film from Paul Allen. Yeah. Um, I'm probably the only person who's not going to be pressing sexual assault charges against him for filming me. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> All right. Well, great. A hussy to call in. Um, you know, uh, there's a guy too, you know, um, you just, uh, <laughs> you wonder how that guy operated a phone, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was nice to hear from him. Always great to hear from the Hussy Van and always great to see pictures of him on the old Twitter machine. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for uh, for our wrap up of the Charge Challenge. Good luck to Zacho. Oh, and the other point I wanted to make, too, he's going to make money off of this. I mean, he got <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of dollars yesterday. I mean, hundreds. It, it, here, Here's how you will know that Zach made money off of this. If Max volunteers to do the Charge Challenge next year, Zach made a killing this year. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. That's uh, his his GoFundMe and his Venmo. I I know for a fact they were blown up at least a little bit. That's that's it's going to be interesting to hear if we ever get to hear about it. I hope we do. I really like. I really hope a he makes a bunch of money off of this because I think it would just be absolutely hilarious. And I hope we do find out like the actual total. Like you know, like he keeps track of his expenses, and it's like it cost him thirty two hundred dollars to do the entire trip, but he made like six thousand in Venmo donations. I would love to hear those numbers. Well, and the the correct move there is you completely cover your own trip and then make some kind of a donation, and then it's just win win all around. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good luck to Zach. Uh, should be fun. Can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to hear him because obviously this is going to be multiple days. So, and he'll be calling into the show. So we'll, uh, we'll get to ho- hear the whole thing. It'll be exciting. All right. Well, we're going to continue with our celebration of Hockey Day, Minnesota. Um, and who better to talk to for Hockey Day, Minnesota than our own Jacques Lemaire? Down memory lane we go. Do you, uh, do you think you'll ever get back into coaching? Once a coach, always. Yeah, what are you saying? Oh, Say, coach. I'm coaching the, right now. He's, he's the coach. What are you coaching? I'm coaching that guy that just asked me the question. <laughs> oh, see, that's, that's like a life Never, coach. Thank you. What's coach. your name, young man? Uh, Paul? Paul. Paul, what do you do for a living? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I say weird things on the radio. Hmm. Oh, dear God. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> we feel the this same way. your job? Yeah. yeah, that's what he does. Do so- you... Do Try hard. No. Oh, jeez, guys. Yeah, Do you play tough? No. Mm. Oh, God. No, he doesn't. Do you score goals? Once in a, a while. Be honest. No. Only when he pulls the goalie. Yeah. I, I can pull the goalie, coach. I feel like you're trying to be funny there, guys. Yeah, see what he does. I feel like you're making a joke that I'm not getting. Right. Hey, uh, I, I still see you coaching Marion Gabrick on Twitter. Yeah, I follow Gabby on Twitter because he doesn't return my calls. Oh, no. Sometimes I call him and I tell him, I watch the team you're going to play next Tuesday and I want to give you some pointers, and he won't call me back. So now I just mm-hmm. I just RTM or I favor him or I hinder him. Right. Brother. Sometimes I just do things like that. And, I saw a nice uh, picture of him holding up his, uh, his Stanley Cup ring. Um, you won a few rings. Can, yes. can, the, can the Wild win a Stanley Cup this year? Without me as coach, no. 
Oh, I agree. Well, wow. I, you know, I hate to say they're scoring that. too many goals. They're, yeah, they're gonna. We gotta, they're scoring way too many goals. Play defense, guys. Like, yeah, we got to <laughs> stop the puck. It's time for Coach Notes to smoke another dime. He's going crazy. It's time for Coach Notes to smoke another dime and laugh at me. All right, Smitty, what do you got for us this week in Quotes Notes? Um, just a couple things. Number one, uh, in addition to the the Zach uh, Charts Challenge punishment yesterday or on, on Friday, we got to hear initials game 500. And, and the game itself wasn't anything too crazy, but it just got me thinking about how, the, you know, the initials game has been such a huge part of the power trip. And um, I think AJ was talking. And by the way, how is AJ not part of initials game? And he was there. I... Like he was there. It's not, it's one thing if like he was out on a client call or something like that. They actually had him on the air and then kicked him off to not do the, not do initials 500. That was really, right. Odd. That was a little let down, but he um, at some point earlier this week was talking about how it was 10 years ago on Memorial day. And I, I got to thinking and I did the math and it makes sense because about 50 weeks in a year, 50 games. So we're coming up on 10 years here. But it's just a really cool thing, and it's just nice that uh, Corey Cove has made like six hundred dollars to, you know, help put his kids through college. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's it's been a fun run. It's um, you know, kind of one of those staples. You know, there's time. You know, I'll go through phases where it's just you know maybe a little bit mundane at times, but then. You know, I, I like the way Corey does a lot of different things to spice it up. I mean, you know, between the jackpot and different guests, the initials tournament, I mean, he keeps it, he keeps it fresh and keeps it rolling through. So, um, yeah, I, it, a huge accomplishment. Um, obviously it drew, it took the, uh, took the power trip to absolute new heights, uh, from where it was and, uh, great ratings. So, uh, kudos to Corey and kudos to, to the whole crew and, um, everything that goes along with the initials game. Yep. And, uh, this earlier this year when I was in studio and I was talking to Corey about it, he does have some ideas for changing things up a little bit this next year. And I think, uh, he think he's got some good ideas yet to come. Fantastic. And then, uh, then my other, my only other thought was just a little thing. And I don't even remember what day it was. It was sometime last week. And just one of the things that I love about the power trip is when I, I think it was Marnie was just telling some story and she just said the phrase, I don't know much. And, Five different people in the studio replied with, but I know I love you. And they sang it and they, they just move on and they don't acknowledge it. And it's hilarious. And I get a great laugh, but it's just the, 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 the intermingling of all the different personalities on the power trip just comes up with little tiny magical moments like that all the time. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. The number of things like in my day-to-day life that like something will happen like that. And it's like, I have an immediate reaction and it's immediately tied to something from the power trip. Like, uh, you know, like I, I've heard in work meetings before, like, well, who's to blame for this? And the first thought that enters my mind is blame it on the rain, right? I mean, it's just, you just have <laughs> you gotta blame things, it on something. Certain things like that that happen in your real life. That's brilliant. So that's it for my quotes and notes. Do you have anything? I got just two little things. Um, I love that new Green Day song that Hawk has been playing multiple times mm. this week. It's called Dilemma off their new album um it is a fantastic song like i love green green day is like you know sort of the alternative um alternative version of acdc where so many of their songs sound so similar they're playing some you know some very basic chords but damn it it is just good stuff i have loved green day from dookie until the present day they they're they're awesome they're fantastic 
they're old guys like me, but they're still kicking ass. And um, it's really cool to see like, you know, people, you know, that are, you know, 50 and above that are actually making good new music. Cause a lot of times, you know, a lot of groups, they'll put out two or three albums and then they'll live off that for the rest of their life. And it's amazing to see Green Day continue to work the formula and put it out. That new Dilemma song is awesome. The video is fantastic. If you haven't watched the video, just go to YouTube, pull up Green Day Dilemma. Um, it's a really, really cool video. And uh, yeah, I just uh, absolutely love it. I love some Green Day. Very cool. I'll check it out right after the show. I know I was uh, walking down the hall and I had that song in my head. It's just an earworm. I love it. It is. It's uh, I've probably probably listened to it close to 100 times this week. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, the only other thing I have is we mentioned the uh, championship football games tomorrow. Uh, the Chiefs play the Ravens at two o'clock tomorrow, central time. Um, guess who uh, got tickets to Disney on Ice for his son for three o'clock tomorrow months ago? That would be this <laughs> guy. So I am going to be, while everybody else is sitting on their couch, enjoying this epic matchup between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, I will be sitting in the Sprint Center watching (laughs) Disney on Ice with my son. Now, uh, I can guarantee you I will have my earpiece in and be listening to to the game and sweating all of my bets, but... uh, yeah, that was that was not real good planning on my part to uh, to uh, time that up like that. Uh, you know, I knew when I booked the tickets, I was like, well, that is Championship Sunday. But I'm like, what are the odds like the Vikings or the Chiefs or, you know, you know, it, it might be some random like, you know, who knows, Jacksonville versus Buffalo. And it's like, ah, I can miss that game or whatever. But yeah, I'm missing I am missing the epic Ravens Chiefs game for Disney on Ice, Smitty. Well, that's okay. You're you're going to have fun anyway, and I know Jack's going to have just a fantastic time with his dad. That's great. Yes, and I will have to double down on my sweating during the uh, San Francisco 49ers-Detroit Lions <laughs> game later on as soon as I race home from the Sprint Center. So, All right, well, we're going to close the show with some joke news. Uh, we, we just did one last week, so we're going to come back strong this week. I think you've got three, I've got two, so that means you get to go first, Smitty. That's right. You know, there's a new TikTok trend uh, that's called reality shifting. It's uh, when you take one's reality and you move into an alternate desired reality. Now, some experts are arguing that this is just a, another form of lucid dreaming just on TikTok. But Christopher Allen Hockey has decided that he's going to join TikTok and join a reality where the NBA doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would. Uh, I think there's. There's more than one person that would join that reality, I'm sure. So I think <laughs> I think Parrish, Parrish might sign up for that one, too. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Uh, police in Kenya on Monday recovered the body of a man who was attacked by a lion while riding a motorcycle near a national reserve in the south of the country. Officers saw lion footprints that led from the motorcycle to a thicket where they found the remains of an unknown dead man. Turns out Dan Campbell isn't the only lion capable of biting kneecaps. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh that sounds about right. <laughs> it sounds like what the lions have been doing to people. Yes. And by the way, I'm sick of people getting upset about that sign that was in reference to his press conference. Let's get over it, people. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh people are a little bit sensitive sometimes. Yeah. Well, in other news, uh Apple is introducing some more features to protect our personal information in case your phone is stolen. The features include security delays. And also some extra security questions like, do you know who likes Wilson Phillips? The only flaw in the design at the answer is always Luke. 
<laughs> I was going to say, so I can't answer Sean, then uh, I'll get rejected with Sean or Randy. Nope, and that's it. It's always Luke. That's It's the only flaw. I'm sure they'll work out those bugs. <laughs> the universal password. I wonder how many Meat Sauce accounts we could hack by using Luke as the password. <laughs> And apparently, it, he's alluded to it for years, but apparently his social security number is a very easy or repetitive number. It would be hilarious to know his actual social security number. But he's mentioned it so many times on air, it's made me like really curious. Like, it's it sounds like it's something like four five four five four five four five four or something. But right, anyway. and every time he talks about it, Corey's like, "Oh, we should probably not talk about this right now." <laughs> exactly, it's social over the air, beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, turning to other news, a huge clam that was on the verge of extinction has made a comeback with a surge in numbers in waters off Croatia, marine biologists say. The clam, known as the noble pen shell or pinna nobilis, started dying out as deadly pathogens spread in parts of the Mediterranean around 2016. In case you were wondering, the Power Trip 2024 Croatia trip goes on sale Monday. <laughs> I was trying to put together the puzzle there. When you're talking about clams and spreads, I I I, I kind of saw the direction. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> no Vegas this year. We're going to Croatia. Excellent. And finally, our last bit of news today. The Oscar nominations are out and the Barbie movie received eight different nominations, including two for Ryan Gosling. When asked about the clear snub for the two more significant contributors, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig, Mark Rosen said, well, they shouldn't complain as long as they get paid 70% of what he did. Oh, Rosie. Rosie. <laughs> oh, Rosa, Rosa, yes. Uh, <laughs> good one to close out the joke news. Well done, Smitty. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And that will do it for this week's show. Um, hope you've enjoyed listening this week. Uh, we'll be back in two more weeks, uh, with, uh, probably a preview of the Super Bowl and hopefully some Super Bowl bets from the guys. So, um, exciting time of the year. In the meantime, where can they find you at? As always on Twitter, if you're looking for bad photoshopping and power trip with then at um spitty. Otherwise, if you just want quotes content at power trip quotes, also on Twitter. Enjoy hockey day, Minnesota, everybody. Indeed. And I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets on Twitter, PT Bets on Instagram, and at Power Trip Bets on TikTok. Um, no TikToks this week. I don't have like a really super strong feeling on the games this weekend. I mean, gun to my head. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the Niners are going to win. I don't know if they cover. And barely, I don't know. I keep going back and forth on the Chiefs Ravens games. Uh, the weather eh, is, is a little bit of a factor too. Um, I just, I don't see the Chiefs not covering that one, but uh, it's, man, it's going to be close. It might come down to a Justin Tucker field goal. We'll see. So, well, uh, I learned the hard way last week. I paid literally and figuratively for, for going against your TikTok recommendations. So that's the last time I'll ever do that. Follow <laughs> at Power Trip Bets on TikTok, people. I only, cause, cause some people, you'll see some people on social media, they'll put out stuff like every day, like, oh, here's my pick of the day or whatever and it's like you know and, and dave and i used to do the locks of the week and i feel like when you're forced into picking something on a on a schedule like, like maybe it's not your best thing so that's why i'm reserving tiktok for like my really like this is i i really have a either good research or you know a good feeling and i'm four for five on my tiktok so i think i've i've been doing okay so i don't want i don't want to dilute it with just making any old pick and like i said this weekend just don't have a ton of strong feelings but i think i think 
you know, I, th- I think they'll be both fairly close games. So you might just take the points in both of them. I don't know. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will talk to you in two weeks. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now. I was seven, now I'm drunk again.